0: Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Howdy folks. This is good old JR Jim Ross. I want to thank you for downloading the Ross Report. And I certainly want to thank all the sponsors. We've got some great sponsors who make this possible every single week.
1: He's considered the greatest broadcaster in wrestling history. Yes, sir! And now, WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross, the legendary voice you heard calling every major wrestling match in human history, brings his famous friends to the podcast world. Nice! Welcome to the Ross Report. Indeed, Knocker Audio is
0: on the air. By golly, I'm glad you're with us, everybody. Jim Ross here. From the rolling hills of Oklahoma, thank you for joining us, whether it be on Podcast uh, One or Apple Podcasts, we thank you. Thank you very much. And, you know, 200 episodes. I thought when I started this venture, I'd maybe get a few months out of this deal. But Steve Austin was incessant. He was insistent. It's hard to tell that man no. And he uh, believed that this audio would work, and uh, he's He's right. It's worked really well, and I'm very, very grateful, not only to him and Podcast One team, but everybody involved in this process, including our producer, Andrew Ford, here in the other room. It's a team effort here with our group, and I thank everybody for their efforts on our behalf. Uh, we've got a fun show today. It's loaded, man. It's loaded. <coughs> it is loaded, Mr. B. Impact Wrestling's Jeremy Borash is here. He's such a sweet boy. He is. He's a very sweet man. Minnesotan, you know. He'll be talking about the new infrastructure at uh, Impact Wrestling, and we'll talk to JB about that. And uh, he's going to join me on Saturday afternoon, this Saturday afternoon, December 16th, 1 o'clock, the VIP meet and greet at Laugh Boston, and the show starts at 3 o'clock. Tickets are still available, and and, uh, VIP and the general admission tickets, and will be available at the door. And they're available in advance at LaughBoston.com. More on that still to come. And then later in the program, I'll be joined by Johnny, Johnny Hennigan. That's how he was born. Johnny Morrison, what you knew him in the WWE. Johnny Mundo on Lucha Underground. And don't forget Johnny Impact on Impact Wrestling. He's a man of many Johnnies. And he'll be joining us to answer your questions from social media a little bit later in this broadcast. But right now, I know what you've been wanting. You need it. You want it. You got to have it. I gots to have it. And here's what's on my mind. It's time.
1: It's time. What's on JR's mind?
0: My congratulations to Oklahoma quarterback Baker Mayfield for winning the Heisman Trophy this past Saturday in New York City. I really love this young man's spirit. Uh, He's poised to lead the Sooners hopefully to a Rose Bowl victory over a really great Tony Schiavone-led Georgia Bulldog team. I'll beat that game, by the way. Baker is a two-time walk-on, meaning he had no scholarship. When he tried out for these college football teams at Texas Tech and at OU, and he earned the biggest prize in college football, the Heisman Trophy, as a walk-on. So it's amazing to me what his kids accomplished. He's a wonderful young man, spirited, yes. Is he perfect? No. But he's a kid. But he's got good parents. He's got a good heart. I can tell you that from personal experience. But perhaps to OU opponents, Baker Mayfield is the heartbreak kid of college football. My recent remarks regarding Hulk Hogan having not likely appeared for the last time in a WWE environment has some folks buzzing. All of a sudden it became a racial issue on my end where I was seemingly condoning Hogan's uh, use of the N word, not the facts. I just said this folks. I believe he's a huge part of the fabric of WWE. I think that every man and woman, if their heart's in the right place, deserves forgiveness. That's how I was brought up. I still believe that way. But in no circumstance am I condoning racial epitaphs whatsoever. So uh, all I'm saying is, is that somewhere down the road, I just believe that uh, Hogan and WWE will have some sort of a reunion, some sort of a moment. I don't know if it'll even be him wrestling. It doesn't have to be. But uh, remember, I do not, condone anyone's racial remarks of any nature just get that straight so i'm not going to get into a twitter war with people about uh racial relations i don't disagree with you we can treat all fellow all of our fellow men can be treated better by all of us there's too damn much uh, bitching and grapping, and pissing on each other and throwing each other in the bus in general as, far as Hogan's concerned, he's a, as I said, he's a big part of the fabric of WWE. I have no idea if he's even interested in going affiliating with WWE again or vice versa. I was asked the question at an interview, and I answered it. Didn't know it was coming, but that's how I felt. I believe in forgiveness, and I do not condone racism. Speaking of WWE, the company's going to be in Boston this weekend, where I'll be with the ringside show, classic champions. Man, that brings back a lot of great memories. Tony Schiavone and I broadcast the very first Classic Champions. It was my first time in the Greensboro Coliseum. It was my first time in years of being the color analyst because Tony was the lead guy and did the play-by-play. But we had a great time. It was good for both our careers. So the Classic Champions is a big event in my eyes. You can see it on the WWE Network, by the way. A great Christmas gift for wrestling fans in your family. Nine ninety nine. I still think that the uh, WWE Network is the best value in digital television, and uh, I watch it regularly. I'm seeing things that I actually did that I never saw before because I'm the worst person in the world to go back and look at my own work. Uh, I'm just too picky. That's my thought on the network. I'll be watching it, uh, certainly, when I get back home Sunday. A.J. Styles, in the main event, defending the WWE title against Jenner Mahal, is an interesting booking. understand it totally, but I'll tell you this. AJ Styles, in my opinion, is still the best in-ring talent in the business today. When other wrestlers are talking about upping their game, bell to bell, being uh, smarter, more athletic, with better timing, innovation, they look at AJ Styles as the guy that's pulling that wagon. So uh, even though AJ is a big uh, Georgia football fan, I am a big, big fan of his. And he knows I'll be cheering for my Sooners, just like he's going to be cheering for his Bulldogs. I'm excited to be joining Josh Barnett and calling the Russell Kingdom 12 event for Access TV. Uh, we'll kick off that coverage on Saturday night, uh, January the sixth, and on January sixth, we will feature three matches. As I understand it, and those matches are Kazuchika Okada versus Tetsuya Naito in the main event for the IWGP Heavyweight Title, the Alpha Omega Jericho Kenny Omega matchup, big time. And uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Jay White. Keep your eye on Jay White. He's going to be really, really good. Really good. New Zealand kid. Our voiceovers will emanate from Access TV Studios in Los Angeles. And we'll be doing those voiceovers just a few hours after the event officially ends. So it'll be, uh, and I'm, I'll tell you this, here's how I work this dude. You guys know, I ain't watching these matches at all. None of them. not one second before I call them. I'll obviously know the outcome, but it's not going to precondition me, I don't think. And I think I'll do, we'll do a better job, because uh, I'll assure you, Josh is not going to be uh, watching all this stuff overnight. It's just better when you go, you can be spontaneous and real. I'm jacked about this thing. It's a WrestleMania-like moment for me. Big matches, big crowds, a lot of drama. Some of these matches have been building for down near a year. So it's good stuff. Access TV, the place to get it. And I know some people have made, uh, made an issue about... Well, it's not live. You should watch, you know, New Japan World. Kevin Kelly and Don Callis will do a great job. Well, they do a great job. They're they're excellent announcers, and New Japan World is a fine digital platform. All we're going to do is give it a different presentation, because we can't. I can't be Kevin Kelly, and Josh Barnett can't be Don Callis. No jokes, please. No kidding. So they'll do a great job. So pick pick your poison. Access TV. Well, they do such wonderful stuff building this brand. I hope the New Japan folks realize that. Access these for real. So Saturday, January 6th, the big night. We'll talk more about it, but I'm excited to be uh, working on this project again this year. Does it compare to going over there like I did in Wrestle Kingdom 9 and doing it live from ringside? Nope. It doesn't, but that's not in the cards. We're going to make do, and we're going to try to make you proud. Ring of Honor on pay-per-view this Friday night. Final battle. Really an outstanding card they're going to present to all of us. 9 o'clock Eastern time, pay-per-view from uh, New York City's Hammerstein Ballroom. It's really an excellent card. Cody will defend the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Championship against Dalton Castle, and I have always been impressed since the first time I saw him with Dalton Castle, which tells me that Dalton Castle and Cody Rhodes will have one hell of a match on Friday night. I've been a fan of Cody since his, his daddy introduced me to him. And great amateur in Georgia. Hell, there's another Georgia Bulldog fan. Golly. So Cody and uh, Castle should be really special. And here's the deal. You know they're probably going last, right? I said it on the show many times. One of the hardest assignments to do in wrestling is to close in a single match a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Because the cards are always loaded and you see a truckload of uh, maneuvers, etc. That the final match has got to deal with should be fun. Also on Friday night, Marty Sherrill. He's the New Japan Junior Heavyweight Champion. He's going to be taking on Jay Lethal. It's a challenge match. No title on the line there. Uh, plus, and what would be a, another great bout, I think, uh, Matt Taven against Will Ospreay. I'm a big Will Ospreay fan, and I'm sure that he will bring out the very best in Matt Taven. Now, Fight TV is going to carry this event on the Fight app. I talked about the Fight app here endless times. That's how I will watch it on Friday night because I'll watch it on my iPad in my hotel room. All you got to have is Wi-Fi. you got Wi-Fi and a smart device, you're in business. Phone, tablet, whatever. Smart TV. So that's all of you doing it. Fight TV, Friday night. And we wish all the guys and gals and all the folks at uh, Ring of Honor the very best of luck on Final Battle on traditional pay-per-view and the Fight app this Friday night at 9 Eastern. <laughs> I'm really excited to be able to announce that uh, Jerry Lawler and I will be a part of the 25th anniversary of Monday Night Raw. It's going to be broadcast in New York City on Monday night, January 22nd. Uh, It's going to be fun to to join up with the King back on on Monday Night Raw. I will predict that we haven't lost a step. And then again, you'll be the judge there, right? So January 22nd, the King and I are back doing some work on the 25th anniversary of Raw. Don't know exactly what we're going to do yet. Doesn't matter to me. i got my jersey back. I'm ready to go to work. So I uh, hope you'll check that out. We're just damn proud of the brand that we helped build. And that staple on Monday night always will be special to me. And I'm sure Jerry would say the same thing. So I uh, hope you'll check us out on the 25th anniversary of Monday Night Raw, January 22nd on the USA Network. You know, folks, we been talking a lot about the uh, Chris Jericho Cruise set for the fall of 2018. And uh, I got a surprise for you because who better to tell us about the Chris Jericho Cruise and by God, Chris Jericho himself, who's calling our show from Japan. And, man, are you, you're making noise everywhere you go, buddy.
2: Uh, this is so dedicated. I'm actually calling you from Fukuoka, Japan, on the hotel phone. So you know it's like $17 a minute. But I don't care. I'm just happy to talk to you.
1: <laughs> well, let's
0: take our time, then, to slow it down here. Yes, sir. Okay. We've been talking a lot about your uh, cruise that I, yes. um, the, the king and I are going to emcee. Yeah. And uh, we're excited about that. I've been talking about it, but I'm reading all these stories online, Chris, about this is sold out, this is not available and all. Give us a straight scoop on how it's doing sales-wise and what is available.
2: Well, we had two kind of uh, incentives um, to go on the to buy your uh, cabin on the cruise early. Number one was if you buy a cabin in the first 400 cabins, you get an exclusive uh, Q&A with Chris Jericho, that's sold out. But there's still plenty of cabins left over. And the other incentive now is if you uh, reserve your cabin before January 15th, you get a picture uh, of me and you with the list. Everyone wants to be on the list. You can actually (laughs) put yourself on the list. So there you go. Different levels are sold out, but this is not completely sold out. we still got a lot of cabins to fill and a lot of room left. And it's been going great though. We're really excited about it. And the fact that we have the first 400 cabins sold is huge. It's only been 10 weeks. So I'm actually thinking, like, wow, this actually will sell out, which I knew from the start. We talked about this last time Mm -hmm. I was on the show. So it's a really monumental, amazing moment for me to know that there is so much interest in this that uh, one of the incentive levels is sold out. And if you go online, ChrisJerichoCruise.com, there's actually a lot of cabins that are sold out, but there's also a lot of cabins left over. So um, what I'm saying is don't wait. If you want to do it, do it now. Don't wait because we are on, pay, uh, on pace to sell out, and it's uh, a pretty cool experience for me at this point in time for the very first Chris Jericho cruise to have a certain level sold out, but we still have a lot of room left for everybody to come join us.
0: Great talents, too, are booked on this cruise. Uh, yes. It's a who's who, some Hall of Famers, and all kinds of good stuff, man. You've got a, You did a good job booking, son.
2: It's funny because it's the first one ever, as you know. And um a couple favors were pulled. A couple of people called me and said, listen, we just want to be a part of this. It's cool for me because it's never been done before. It's the first time ever that we've seen a uh, cruise with wrestling matches on the ship, yeah. in the middle of the ocean, on board. That's never been done before, and I've, I've said this before to you on your, on your show, I had have a team of engineers come on board to um, decide if a ring could be safely placed on board the ship. They uh, agreed that it was, but the reason for that is it's never been done before, so they had to really make sure that, I guess, the ring wouldn't slide over the edge into the ocean. Well, the good news is <laughs> it's not going to happen. But it's really exciting for me, because once again, it's, 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 it's something that, that I thought of that took two years to um, bring to fruition. Mm-hmm. And now that we're here, it's, it's 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 really cool because, like I said, it's, it's never been done in this capacity. And um, to see that people are really excited about it or are involved in it or uh, uh, being a part of it, it's it's very cool because I know I'm not crazy. I knew this would work. I knew it could work, Jim.
0: And I, hey, you sold me on it the first time we talked about it. And, I folks, true. For, for those that don't know, we're talking about this cruise. It's October 27th through the 31st of 2018. Yes. So you say, well, i will got plenty of time to make that decision. Well, there's a limited amount of inventory. You don't want to be left out of this deal. So you go to ChrisJerichoCruise.com and get all the information, find out what you want to do. By the way, I talked to several people in my last couple of book signings in New York and New Jersey that said, I'll see you on the cruise.
1: I thought that's pretty right. cool.
2: Uh, you know cause like I said once again I mean it's never happened before this is a completely new concept that a lot of people thought would not work uh, and you know this better than than anybody they thought that wrestling fans were a certain demographic that would not be uh, uh a part of a cruise uh, demographic shall we say mm-hmm. and i said you're wrong there's plenty of girls guys um r- rich people uh, hard working people blue collar people everything in between this will work. And to to fight with this and to try and negotiate with this for for two years to where we finally get it up and running and now people are responding, like you said, see on the cruise, that really means a lot to me. Like I feel in a lot of ways I've sold every single cabin that we've <laughs> sold so far on this boat because I'm tweeting and retweeting and talking to people online because um, I feel like it's almost like you have to go, it's, it's like taking it to the streets, and no pun intended, this is not a uh, Doobie Brothers' song, but I have to take it to the streets, and every single person that has a question, I'm answering it. And this is not something where Jericho pushed this idea up on sale and then goes, okay guys, sell it. <laughs> no, I'm selling it. Me, Chris Jericho. Um and everybody that comes on board I feel so far has had some kind of a personal contact with me uh, one way or another so they know like listen and, and like we talked about before the cool thing about this is it's not like Jim Ross and Chris and Jerry Lawler and every Ring of Honor talent and all the bands are behind some kind of a sequestered wall we're all hanging out together yeah and I think that's something that once once people realize that it's an experience and a unique experience that you cannot get anywhere else. There, anywhere.
0: The uh, selfies that will be taken on that cruise will be <laughs> amazing. And can yep. you imagine the social media exposure that you're going to get from the fans that are there? Because all those that are on social media are going to take photos of people and, and, and tweet them out or Facebook them out or whatever. I just think it's going to be a great social event. I also think it's very smart that you've appointed Jerry Lawler as uh, your head of HR. Everybody knows.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, man. Uncle Jerry. Old school Lawler. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's it's it. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, from, to me, the concept of having Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross being, like, the the co the hosts for the show, what does that mean, Jim? I don't know. All I know is that you guys will be there together, and that's yeah. appealing to me. And I like that fact. Like I said, everybody that's on board... It, it, this is not like uh, uh there's not going to be a lot of uh, uh, of hard work for anybody on board it's talking to fans yeah. it's doing a couple of live podcasts it's signing yep. some autographs it's watching some great rock and roll com- uh, comic comedian shows ring of honor sea of honor tournament like i said i wanted to make this a vacation for all of us including you and i so yeah. there'll be some work but there's not going to be we're not recreating the wheel here it's just sit back, have fun, have a couple uh, drinks with umbrellas in them, yep. and, have, and have, a, have a good time. And I think that's starting to translate, because when I see the first 400 cabins sold, like I said, now there's a light at the end of the sold-out tunnel. I'm like, wow, this is really going good, because we're not even in 2018 yet, like I said, and we're already 400 cabins sold.
0: Listen, uh, you uh, made an impact creating this event, but you also made an impact this weekend yes. in the city you are now where basically you came to the ring unannounced, uninvited, and whipped Kenny Omega's ass. Is that accurate?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm actually calling you from Fukuoka, Japan right now. It's really, like, you know, I think um, when this match was made... Uh, Alpha versus Omega, Jericho versus Omega, um, a month and a half ago in, in um, uh, oh, I think it was Osaka or whatever it was. It makes me laugh that people think, okay, well, Jericho announced the match. Here we go. It's going to be a big match. We'll see you in in Tokyo, like uh, January 4th, like as if I would not do something to mm. build an angle. Yep. I'm too much of a disciple of, you know, Vince McMahon slash Bill Watts slash, you know, Stu Hart slash any great promoter. Would do an angle to build the match to sell the tickets. So once again, yesterday in Fugoga, when I attacked Omega from behind, nobody saw it coming, and I love that. I mean, to me, that's what wrestling's all about. When you can, when you can surprise the fans and uh, surprise the quote-unquote, smart marks who think they know everything but they don't know anything. Like, nobody saw it coming. And it makes me laugh because even you would understand, Jim, as an old-school guy, of course I'm going to do something to build the angle. <laughs> of course I'm going to do that. That's what wrestling is. Honestly... Yeah, the match is important. We want to have a good match. We all love good matches. But who cares? The most important thing is the story and the angle building towards that match and selling the biggest amount of tickets that you can, okay? So that's what we did yesterday. I said to to a lot of people last night, like, dude, we sold some tickets tonight. This was old school, real deal stuff where people are going, I want to see this match, I love this match already, I want to see Kenny Omega get revenge and blah, 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 and that's still four weeks out from the Tokyo Dome. We sold some tickets, Jim, what a concept, let's sell some tickets. That's what wrestling's all about, and I know that you understand that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You've told me before you would never wrestle Kenny Omega. Never. You guys are Winnipegans, and I, this is not the Tony Condello death match, by the way, is it? <laughs>
2: uh, Tony Condello death yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got the shirt. We might take it on the road after.
0: Yeah, I'll take it on the road to the reservations north of Winnipeg. That's right. You finally touched the guy. You felt him. You, yeah. You did your business. What did it feel like?
2: Uh, excellent. He's a, he's a great performer. He's a great worker. Once again, I mean, we did some pretty heavy uh, uh, heavy stuff. You know, And you know this. In this day and age, 2017, for somebody to get busted open... Uh, uh, you know, our, our, your mentor, Gordon, Gordon Soli, is faced mm-hmm. the crimson mask, and that was, that's what it was.
1: Yeah. And we don't
2: see that a lot. For me, I think it's maybe, maybe 10 years since someone was busted open in a match that I was involved with. Wow. And it, it felt good. You know, there's certain, uh, rules and regulations that we have to abide by, uh, in, in the United States, in the WWE at this point in time. So to come to New Japan and kind of have no rules, but there's still rules. I mean listen, I understand the concept of wrestling, so do you, but to have Kenny Omega busted open and to feel that that uh maybe power or vibe or energy, there's nothing like it. And in the right circumstances, when you can't bust somebody open, when you can get some color, as we used to say, it means the world because people understand now more than ever, this is the real deal. So after 10 years to have a guy I've never been in the ring with and just to see uh, the reaction of the people, the reaction of the worldwide audience, and to see those pictures that were taken of Kenny Omega with the aforementioned crimson mask. Wow, that sells tickets. You know, it does. It sells tickets. It's money. This is not like we're getting busted open for no reason and we're doing it on a house show in front of, you know, 100 people in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. This is a Tokyo Dome main event. And if you can't have, uh, some color and have someone busted open for this, when can you have it? And to me, this is the biggest match in pro wrestling today. Because we've seen Strowman versus Lesnar, we've seen Roman versus Cena. We've seen those matches. We've, they've done them a couple months ago. Tell me any other match in wrestling today, in any country, with any combination, that has a bigger buzz than Alpha versus Omega, Jericho versus Omega, uh, I don't think you can do that. And we've just compounded that and made it even bigger last night in Fukuoka
0: It sounds like you felt really good about what you accomplished there.
2: It did really did Jim because once again nobody expected it for one to the intensity of the beatdown the intensity of the angle the intensity of the attack I mean that's like this whole match this whole this whole angle it's once in a lifetime and after 27 years in this business to have somebody and have an opponent have an angle that's once in a lifetime doesn't happen that's pretty rare And we got it, we made it happen. And all these circumstances from Kenny being from Winnipeg and Don Callis being from Winnipeg and Gato, who is the boss of New Japan, being being my former uh, uh, tag team partner in japan from 1994-95 like all of these uh little incidences and coincidences happening altogether this could not have happened last year it won't happen next year right now it's the right time and the right place for this once. it's like it's like fraley uh sorry haley's comment it's a once in a lifetime every 76 years this happens and here we are having it happen in our lifetimes pretty special
0: yeah man it is i'm really excited about it you got me more excited about than ever because uh, Josh Barnett and I are going to call that a few hours after the match concludes, yeah. and it's going to air in a three-hour special on Access TV on Saturday night, January the sixth. There's big things afloat uh, with Access TV, and I think they're doing a real nice job helping build that New Japan brand in North America, and uh, so, so it should be a great show. I'm really looking forward to all of it. So, hey, look, man, thanks for uh, taking the time to give us a call, and I'm very happy that the hotel volunteered their te- their phone. <laughs> It's like, the next thing you know, you're going to be stealing hotel soap and
1: towels.
2: <laughs> well, like I said, it's, it's probably 50 bucks a minute, so I'm probably about six, 700 bucks in the hole right now. It's all worth it's it. It's okay. I'm going to get a receipt. I'm going to present it to the New Japan Pro Wrestling and say, hey, this is called promotion, guys. That's right. Pay for it. Half a million, so da-
0: Half a million downloads a week. They don't mean nothing. This is pretty good <laughs> stuff, man. Hey, uh, Chris, thanks, buddy. And I uh, hope you have a happy holiday. I'm glad to hear the cruise is doing great. ChrisJerichoCruise.com. It's where you go for all the information. Everything you want to know is there. And, uh, and I, I really admire the work you're doing on that. You have an emotional investment. And I've always known you since the day we signed you that when you have an emotional investment, you succeed every time.
2: Well, and that's the thing. Like I said, uh, one, the match is important, but more importantly is selling the tickets and the angle that leads you there. And two, I cannot wait to see Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler in a bathing suit on board the cruise uh com. if you want to see that. I, I, you might not want to see it, but I do. I don't. I'm yeah, excited.
0: Well, I got my I'm having custom made speedo made. It's got a it's got a pocket for <laughs> hit, for foreign objects. <laughs>
2: there you go, man. Along with your resist all 10 uh, gallon hat.
0: Oh well, you know what? There's a gimmick. Come on. Uh, <laughs> all right, buddy. Listen. Thanks, Jim. Uh, Sign R and have have a great trip and I'll see you later.
1: thanks, Jim. We'll talk to you soon. Hi, this is Ben Dominich, the host of the Federalist Radio Hour. We're a daily show coming to you five days a week from Washington, D.C., where we interview our nation's top journalists, politicians, authors, chefs, economists, entertainers, and more. If you're looking for a contrarian discussion on news, politics, or culture, give us a listen and subscribe at podcastone.com, the new Podcast One app, or at Apple Podcasts.
0: Hey, I've got some pretty good ideas for some uh, holiday shopping for you. And yeah, it concerns uh, our deliciousness. Our JR's products, two barbecue sauces, my mama's recipe, the original, and hot. Good stuff. Chipotle ketchup, sweet and spicy. Sassy. And uh, our jalapeno honey mustard, main event mustard, which has one gram of sugar. It's awesome. Plus our all-purpose seasoning, beef jerky. It's all there at www.shop.com. Order it soon. Get your stuff before Christmas. Great stocking stuffers. I promise you will be the hit. Uh, The gift-giving season with good food, unique food, great food from www.shop.com and my family of sauces from the JR's brand. We thank you for supporting that. And so, you know, they're going to ship it right to your front door. That's a good deal. No mess around with the malls. They do still have malls, right? Yeah, I'm kidding. That's good tailgate stuff. So, you know, maybe for the the Rose Bowl, why not, right? Also, you need some apparel because you don't want to go to a tailgate or a family gathering naked. I wouldn't do that if I were you. So hit com. they got great stuff. they got signed books, signed knocker books at Pro Uh They have things in their store, books, sauces, and so forth. But the T-shirts are amazing, and they help a lot of wrestlers uh, market their stuff. So check out com slash Jim Ross. They'll treat you right. They have shirts, I think, in size 5X, and they ship anywhere in the world. Can't beat that, right? So check it out. And uh, all of these are excellent holiday gifts. Yes, sir. What, what did you have to say? Well, I'd love a mistletoe belt buckle for my Christmas present. I love the mistletoe belt buckle. It gives new meaning to under the mistletoe. Ha <laughs> God Almighty. How about going on a long car trip with Mr. B? He wants a mistletoe belt buckle. Think about that for a minute. But whatever you do, don't think about it too long. And visit www.shop.com and ProWrestlingTees.com slash Jim Ross. And I thank you. The Ross Report. I'm very excited about this weekend because I'm going to hook up with my buddy Jeremy Borash, and he's on the phone with JV, how are you?
3: Wonderful, JR, as always. Got the bags packed, headed to Boston, coming up. Going to park the car in the yard, and uh, have a good time with the fans this Saturday afternoon. Looking forward to it.
0: Damn right, buddy. Uh, boy, you've been all over the place. How, how, how many days, were you in Canada long enough to declare citizenship?
3: <laughs> I've been in Canada a lot lately, been in uh, Japan a lot lately, been in Mexico a lot lately, and uh, yeah, all good stuff, man. A lot's happening. You, so. think,
0: you think those guys at TSA are the uh, guys You know, that check you out when you come back from a foreign country? you think those guys think you're a drug dealer?
3: Well, by looking at me, I would say so, yeah.
0: I think you're a little shady. Definitely.
3: Oh, there's no question about it. I give off a shady aura, and that's what I like. I like buying it, and then they do the whole search, cavity check. You love you know. the cavity search. I'm all right. Especially if I'm coming off the plane with a couple of drinks, I'm loving you know, it. i going through the next place in the next country. It's yeah.
0: Mr. Barnett uh, used to it. request that. <laughs> my boy. Yeah, my boy. <laughs> <coughs> you have such big hands. We're going to have a blast on Saturday afternoon. I'm going to break some rules Saturday afternoon, too, because not only JV is going to join me in the VIP meet and greet, of which there's still tickets available, folks, at uh, laughboston.com, and there should be some available the day of the event at the Doe. But J.B. is going to join me for the VIP meet and greet. That's at 1 o'clock. Our show starts at 3 o'clock. We're going to make you laugh. We'll take all your questions. We're not going to have any censorship. We're not going to vet them. You know, we're not going to sort them out. We don't want that. No, not that question. No, we can't do that. can't say that. No, none of it. Everything's wide open. Have fun. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Have fun. So uh, laughboston.com, and we'll talk more about that momentarily. J.B., a lot of folks are curious as to how your transition from the previous ownership of Impact Wrestling, has how that transition has been? Now that you have new owners, Canadian-based company, I hear that they're moving a lot of the operation to Toronto. So, give us a little bit of lowdown. How's it affected you, and
3: and uh, where is your company? I was just in Toronto this last weekend, as a matter of fact, had a good time up there. Yeah, the the transition has been great, and I think the, you know, with with Scott uh, Demore and, uh, you know, we've we've seen what he has uh, brought to the table I have worked with Scott for uh, well over a decade uh, going back actually way longer than that uh, come to think of it now that I Oh, uh, it's been too long actually I've worked with him now so uh he is uh, he's been uh, along the ride and and you know is one of those guys that you know is, is going to be right the thick of things with you. So as far as Don Callis goes, I've met Don a few times, worked with him a little bit in the early days, uh, and, you know, I think he represents a good corporate side of things. Uh, he has experience in the boardroom, uh, which is important these days, especially as a media company. you got to know what you're doing in there. And, uh, you know, as the things progress, uh, you know, it's not necessarily hitting the reset button because that's been done, I think, a few times, but it's really, I, I think, a whole new outlook from a business standpoint on where this is going and where it needs to go to survive. Uh, you know, and obviously, uh, as we've seen the evolution of the digital world and how it's affected everything, everything seems to be fragmenting right before our eyes and, and going off into different directions. So, uh, you know, it's just a matter of uh, having that direction of where we're going next and all the great things we're doing in India, in the UK, and, you know, especially here in North America. So, you know, as far as that goes, Canada is a great place for us to, shoot television. This last time out, we shot in Aberdeen uh, at the Aberdeen Pavilion in Ottawa, and the TV looks great from there. Uh, so, you know, as things transition, you know, it's just a matter of staying ahead of the game right now. And, you know, I'm just working a lot on the digital side of things, and our numbers are fantastic. So, Good. uh, you know, as far as that goes, looking forward to it. And, you know, as far as this group of people at our are put in place right now, I have the utmost trust, and I've worked with all of them before. And at the end of the day, it's relationships and and knowing who you're in there with and what you're dealing with. And that's the only way you can really get things done is is knowing the landscape of it.
0: Well, I would suggest the ownership is doing their best to assemble a great team to help produce content. And as long as the administration – this is me talking, not Jeremy – as long as the administration realizes that leave the wrestling to the wrestling people and handle the higher-line items and the big-picture items, certainly – and the budgets and things of that nature, which are crucial. But let the football people call the football plays. You know, don't be Jerry Jones. So I don't know who that guy is, but he don't need to be Jerry Jones. And nobody needs to be Jerry Jones if they don't have great product knowledge. It's an interesting dichotomy of people. You got lifers, and, uh, you know, Calus has re-entered the wrestling business as a working for New Japan and things. He and Kevin Kelly do a great job on uh, New Japan World. But Don's a smart guy. He's back in the business. He's made quite the uh, run at things. With the New Japan deal and now the impact thing, it's got a very Canadian flavor. Scott DeMoore is a lifer. He's a a wrestling guy. He's got a lot to gain here and a lot to lose because how many more chances do people get to get into position to call some plays and and help build a franchise? That's the opportunity you guys have, in my view, is to carve out your niche in whatever part of the world that is and build a franchise. That's the name of the game, build a brand. Build a brand. A lot of people think that there's not room for more wrestling. Now you guys haven't gone away and come back and gone. Away. You've been you've been stable all along. But do you think it's going to be impossible to build a brand in today's world with uh, the fragmentation we talked about earlier?
3: I think you almost have to look at other industries and seeing uh, the amount of content that's being produced right now, and who's that servicing, and who's that uh, who's that geared towards. You know there are. Are, is there enough television shows on television are, are you watching all the great stuff on hbo are you watching all the great stuff on netflix right uh there's definitely room uh and the question is how does it stay profitable uh as this digital revolution continues to you know it, it, my brother's uh, you know a musician in nashville one of the most talented and sought after guitarists in in the, in the city and it just he he just sees friends of his on the fragmented edge just kind of you know there's no work because things are being consolidated to a point where you have to make this uh, a cheaper product uh, from a from a production standpoint and from a economic standpoint because there's just so much competition and so much product being put out there. Uh, the key to it, I think, is finding your niche. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a question of, you know, can anybody compete with WWE at this point? It's going to be hard for anybody. But, yeah. you know, you look at for impact – just to give you an example, and I just went through this, uh, you know, when, you, when you're talking with digital companies, investors, they look at your YouTube numbers uh, and your YouTube subscribers, uh, you know, and I, so I had to go through all the wrestling companies right now and list who's who's got what, you know, AAA has 351,000 subscribers, that's a pretty good number, uh, you know, CMLL, their competition has 81,000, if you look at YouTube in Mexico, that's, you know, a primary driven source of their of uh, their television, uh, New Japan is just getting on board. They have fourteen thousand. Ring of Honor has one hundred eighty-two thousand subscribers. Impact has just over a million. Uh, so you look at the the, the grand scope of of everything. We're in a really good position uh, negotiating with these digital properties right now, and we're on the verge of uh, making some pretty big announcements. And I'm I'm thankful that Ed has given me the faith to uh, put the faith behind me and to kind of deal with these and and uh, move forward in this direction.
0: Well, JV, he's made a good call. I'm impressed that Ed Norton has. Hired some good wrestling folks. He seemingly is prepared using yourself as an illustration. I can't think of anybody any better to sell the impact product on a digital platform or otherwise than you because you've been there every step of the way. And you've been a voice of that company. So you should have not just for the sake of your paycheck, which we all wanna we all embrace our paychecks, but I've always felt that I did my best work when I became Emotionally invested in the product into that company I was working for. It didn't do my, my marriages, plural, any favors, but it's how I operate for better yeah. or for worse. Now I'm slowing down now a little bit and trying to stop and have a cup of coffee here along the way, but you have such an emotional investment in this company. They got to be thankful you're there. My food,
3: my food. Well, I think that goes for anything, junior You're passionate about what you do. You get out of bed in the morning. It's what kind of gets you out
1: of bed in the morning. So,
3: it, you know, if you don't have that, boy, it's hard to hard to function. So, yeah. luckily, I've, I've just got a, a passion for it. And, uh, and that's, you know, I think the greatest gift I've had as far as, you know, uh, being able to really dive deep into a lot of the stuff that this company has been able to do over the last 15 years last, and, and be a part of it all.
0: Last week, I was in uh, New York City. And I did an hour with uh, our friends at Busted Open Radio. And uh, Bubba uh, was on, or Bully Ray. I'm going I, I to call him Bully the whole damn show. <laughs> Bubba to me, so, you know, so sue Uh And uh, Dave LaGreca, they were on the air and a uh, great crew, great staff. And I mentioned on the air that, you know, I thought one of the most talented people at, at Impact was you because there, you, you can do probably more things good than anybody they pay. You know, most wrestlers are somewhat. I hear my my wrestling buddies will get pissed off. You're not all one-dimensional, but many of you are. And so you don't have enough tools in your toolbox. Can you edit? Can you shoot video? Can you write? Can you announce? (laughs) You know know what I mean? You're a bargain. That's what I always wanted to be in my younger part of my career because I was so damn insecure, had so much anxiety, didn't know it was anxiety. I was nervous all the time and not in my gut. Did I make the right moves? I stayed in college. But, boy, it gets in your blood, and it's in your blood. I can tell.
3: I've been I've been doing it in this company now for fifteen years, and was uh, in WCW before that, so I had a had a little run there. Got to taste that kind of thing. So, were you there? Uh, were you, I guess.
1: Were you
0: there, at the end? Yeah. Were you there, at the end? I was
3: there. Yeah, I was there at the uh, last like three years of the company.
0: Oh.
3: Yeah. Wow. What a baptism by fire, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah <laughs>
0: exactly. You know, I, I I often forget your three year run there. I don't mean yeah. that to be a wise ass, but. I mean, no, you're, yeah. you're imprinted. You're imprinted on Impact Wrestling. So I'm saying.
3: I think so. Yeah, I think by my the most anybody ever talks about my WWE run was I was I was driving the car, the Pope Mobile for Vince Russo when he was attacked by Goldberg. That was a big moment. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, and then I didn't play by play a couple times on Nitro too. So it was a great experience. But yeah, again, really, I was 24 years old. You know, getting thrown out on a Nitro at that age is uh, a lot for anyone. So but uh yeah it's evolved all the way now to 2017 so I think if nothing else JR yeah, getting to do everything in the company has been the biggest rewarding experiences is, is you know a lot of times it was born out of what is it uh necessitiveness yeah what oh, is that word yeah you don't know talking necessity. about necessity there was no one yes no one uh no one there to edit the packages exactly. no one, you exactly. know yeah. just, just, uh, so a lot of that and, and you know that and i hopefully uh, people get to do that these days and i think a lot of the promoters that are coming up now uh that are running shows are finding out you know how much work's involved with it and, and learning all those different aspects of everything sammy callahan a great example a guy i've been kind of talking with now lately uh a lot is, is a guy that's kind of a He's not a one-dimensional guy. He's editing, he's shooting, he's... he's writing ...you know, he Photoshop, goes. he's, you know, brilliant guy, and I thought, wow, this guy's really on it. And I think more and more of the guys that are out there marketing themselves, the young bucks doing their own videos, uh, you know, or, there's... That's what you got to do these days, mm-hmm. and... You know, everybody makes fun of the younger generation going home after the shows and sitting on their computers or, or playing video games or on their, you know, social media putting each other over. But, you know, these days they're marketing. That's what they're doing after the shows now. <laughs> not not going out and getting hammered you know, yeah. a lot of times. Right. You know, it's, right. it's interesting how the evolution of the younger talents now, what you're seeing them do after the show is just as interesting as what happened during the show sometimes.
0: I'm certainly an old-timer in their eyes and in most people's eyes, but I uh, admire what those kids are doing. I've always been an entrepreneurial spirit since I was a kid a kid uh, and what they're doing now taking their uh, trying to take a bigger role in their future in building a, a marketing base and a customer list and providing content. They're creating content. They're creating products. So I have a lot of respect for those guys uh, and what they're doing. And you know, they, they've done a, They do a hell of a job there. Are you going to spend much time in Canada?
3: You know what? Uh, probably not in 2018. Um, but, you know, we've got kind of the year mapped out and, um, it'll be pretty busy. <laughs> so where my home is going to be pretty much wherever the, uh, the head lies on the pillow of the hotel. So, uh, I'll probably be staying put in Nashville, you know, as far as my home base goes. But, uh, yeah, I'll be spending a lot of time probably in a lot of different places, which is great. I, I enjoy the, still enjoy the travel after all these years somehow, JR. I don't know how, but, uh, still after all this time, it's still. Don't mind getting on a plane and going somewhere exciting, uh, doing something fun.
0: You still are probably uh, excited enough, like uh, travel, to regarding travel to be really pumped when you get an upgrade.
3: Every time that message comes through, it's Delta. You know, oh, I'm on yeah. Delta. Hey, yeah. you know what? Here's a weird thing. This just happened just yesterday, as a matter of fact. I got an upgrade to my uh, not the not the first class. Unfortunately, it was full, but I uh, got up to the second. Uh, what is that called? The Delta Comfort or something like that, yeah. and. uh Lo and behold, who comes on the plane? sits down, uh, William Regal.
1: Oh,
0: great!
3: And I hadn't—I literally had not talked to him in 17 years.
0: Wow, he's a sweetheart of a guy. Good man.
3: <laughs> Wonderful man. Yeah. And then we—we we both uh, have shared a passion in the British wrestling scene, so it was great to—great to actually see him. But yeah, you get—you get the upgrade. Suddenly, you're sitting with uh, some different folks. Yeah,
0: that's pretty cool. Recently, in uh, WWE, Matt Hardy has become a. Uh, Woken Matt Hardy, as opposed to his previous life as broken Matt Hardy. And somebody asked a question, and I'm Kenneth Hicks, or Mr. Hicks is. Any truth or rumors that the Hardys wanted you to go to WWE with them? Is there there anything
3: to that? We wanted to continue to work together no matter where it was. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. you.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and that was just just one of those. We had such a chemistry uh, together that it was like, we we really felt like after, you know, at some point where things could have gone in any direction that we could really have gone on to call our own shots in this as well, you know, but it was, obviously <laughs> there's different things happen, but it was it was one of those things where it became so big so fast uh, and we just had such a, you know, such a great chemistry together creatively that uh we had we had. We had a lot of series options. We had uh, we had a lot of things on the table before that all happened, and and they end up going back to WWE. So I'm happy to see it. You know, Matt. One thing that I think has been very cool. Hats off to Ed Nordholm. He, he's kind of lifted the uh, the traditional copyright, uh, you know, intellectual property issues that have just kind of plagued wrestling. I think for a long time. Uh, you know, <clears throat> it, I still think it's ridiculous. Cody has to be called just Cody. It, oh. He's fine. He can make it work, but it's you know, come on. So there's, there's things like that. And I think lifting that kind of the, the wrench that's been kind of tightening on that whole IP thing for a long time. Uh So I'm happy. And and if, you know, Matt goes on and wants to use the broken stuff. Now he's, you know, I guess free to do it. So uh great. And, and I think this is the kind of thing where it gives creative a little more uh talent, a little more freedom with their creative and they can kind of hold on to something, at least with impact wrestling. Now you can, you know, if something's created there, you can take it with you. And I think that's, that's, kind of, that's really revolutionary, I think, in some ways, because, you know, these days you've got to be your own guy. Uh, and, and, you know, as the landscape's changing, that's, uh, that's an interesting direction I think it's taken.
0: Mm-hmm. I love the stuff you guys did, the original stuff with Broken Matt Hardy. I always knew that Matt was, uh, had a very creative mind, and he, he reminded me of a guy that Bill Watts would spot and keep his eye on him through the territory migration and then eventually bring him back as his booker. I think Matt has those qualities about him to be a big-time territory booker if he chose that route, and maybe at a different place in time. Obviously, he's a good young businessman, and uh, right as up. is Jeff, Jeff's just that you know daredevil. I get every day somebody hits the, you know. I, I was so excited when he said, "Climb the ladder, kid, make yourself famous." You know, when he's working with the Undertaker in that ladder match. So it's like what a moment, you know, what a moment that wait, was. And look, you've done this a million times. I didn't have any lines. I didn't know they were going to do that. Yeah. I figure somebody's going to go up the, up the, ta- the ladder, but you know, JV, you, you got to be in the moment, man. You got to feel yeah. it. I don't need a goddamn cue sheet. I don't need a yeah. teleprompter. I need to be able to see the monitor, have great audio in my ears and to feel it, man. You know, I hired those kids when they were still making their own attire and they were doing jobs all over their, on our TVs that we just all kind of thought that, well, these two kids, these kids need a break. And that we knew they were going to be good, but, hell, they got a lot better than we thought. And I'm really glad we hired them. And I, I'm kind of glad, and no disrespect to your deal, I'm kind of glad they're back in WWE because I think it's, look, they have more years in than they got left, right? Don't you think? Absolutely, yes. So why not? They're going to get a big yeah. footprint out of this deal. It'll help them with on down the road and other things. And you know, so and it also gives the guys an impact, an opportunity to get over and to be a new talent to, get, to move the top spots. And that, to yeah. me, is your company's charge. You've gotta get somebody hot that we yeah. can't miss seeing. I believe that, so who's on the short list of who you think will be hot sooner than later?
3: Well, I'll tell you what exactly what happened, and it's a great point you brought up uh you know I, and I wish matt and, and jeff and, and couldn't be happier for them and uh, you know I want to make all the money they can, absolutely, sure. and they'd be happy creatively and nothing but the best obviously, that's always been the the case with our relationship uh but you know it's out of that when they left um you know, I went to creative, and I said, "Can we can we bring back an act that I thought was always just really good and, and edgy, and uh, you know, something that I could really wrap my teeth around creatively?" And that was LAX. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, Conan came back into the mix, and we found two just unbelievable guys uh, that hadn't had national television exposure uh, to be uh, the two guys in that team. And from a creative standpoint, it, it goes it goes some absolutely insane directions here in the next couple of weeks on Impact. It, it ends up being. uh the payoff will be a barbed wire massacre match, which has never been broadcast on cable television before, uh, as far as uh, we can tell. But uh, it's going to be a, a crazy, wild couple of weeks. And so it's been great to be able to just take that, what we had going on with, with the Hardys, or at least that kind of time and, and effort to into it and, and kind of throw it behind something else and seeing it flourish. And that's what's happened with these guys. They've they've really come out of nowhere into real main eventers.
0: I think that Conan is a very undervalued underrated mind in the wrestling world. I think he's got lots to offer and I've had several interesting conversations with him and uh, I've always came away thinking I, I kind of learned a little bit more talking to him because he is able to communicate to talents, street smarts, street, street reactions, real, realness. Yeah. I, I always thought he was uh, did a good job. The whole thing is people are going to say, well, these guys are leaving. Guys are going to leave all the time. Every booker that I've ever worked for that was good. We'll say that they will agree on one thing for sure. That is, when a star leaves, it provides an opportunity for the next guy or the next gal. And that's how I look at it. If some of your guys were going to move on to what we perceive to be greener pastures or not, it gives somebody else a chance to move to that spot.
3: Yeah, a great example of that would be, you know, I don't think Eli Drake would be in the position he is if, if there hadn't been uh, one or two departures. And, and this guy has just come from, uh, again, he's, uh, he's an impact-branded guy from the, from the start. He's, he's made his name with us. And right now, he's, he's my favorite wrestler in the industry right now. The, his, his, his talking is incredible. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's putting in great matches every night. And I think more and more over time, again, it, everything takes time. Um, you know, he'll be looked at as a main eventer. And uh, a main eventer that can go anywhere and headline any show. Uh, so right now, I think that's a great example of a guy that's, you know, really gotten that opportunity since a uh, departure. And there are more than that. If you don't have your good mid-card guys ready to go that are, are chomping at the bit to get to that top level, you give them the ball and they run with it. You got yourself a, a, a top star. So it's, uh, it's almost, it's tried and true and it's, it's the formula. You've seen it a million times, JR, yeah. but, uh, you're exactly right. That dates back, you know, that, that definitely creates opportunities.
0: Some of our online fans, I believe, put too much credence in, uh, the things that make sense. Predictability. It's like if you watch Nugent fan booking, you know when they're going to shoot their angles for their February tour, right after Wrestle Kingdom. You know that they have a episodic booked territory when the winner of the G1 earns the right to face the IWGP champion in the Tokyo Dome, always on January 4th. I don't have a problem with that stuff. Because I look at it, instead of looking at it as predictability, JB, I look at it as, as, as it being logical. Real. Logical. You with me on
3: that? I, just... I think you can compare it to the the season the setup of uh, of any sports uh or you know, any sports organization. You, you start with your your start of the year, you work all the way to the you know, the preseason, all the way to the season, the playoffs, and, and end it with something big and it's a it's a payoff. And to me that's uh that's it's formulaic. I mean it 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 should be done, it should be practiced. I think that's just it's just putting the different players in there and that's what's making it interesting. Absolutely. Uh but but if you know where you're going, uh and you kinda know where you were there to get there, you're I think the payoff at the end is, is, you know, they're great. They're building to one big event, which is, uh, you know, very much like any sporting event.
0: We have a different audience than we've ever had, at least in my 40-plus in the business. And I think the Internet, social media, the flow of information has everything to do with that, by and large, quite frankly. I don't know if it has everything, but it has a lot to do with it. I made a comment. I did an interview last week in New York City. Business Insider wanted to talk about my book, so it's great for me because I could go in there and they do this little digital TV, right, digital stuff. So I go on and I do the interview, and the guy asks, starts asking all these questions. He asks me about, do I think Hulk Hogan will ever return to WWE or will he return when or whatever? I said, I don't have any inside information. Uh, I don't know, but I would say I would be surprised that if sometime in 2018 that the Hulkster renewed his presence in some shape, form, or fashion – in WWE, strictly an opinion. Well, then I get uh, you know people. Well, you know he's he used the N word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't condone that. He, he didn't. Right. He do not win any points from me but saying that bullshit. But you know he's made apologies. I haven't heard of him you know even coming close to that kind of behavior. JB, I don't know how you were raised, but I was raised to the fact that in the Methodist Church, for what you know, I'm not trying to start a, a religious war here to my my listeners, but. You know what? We believe in forgiveness. You got to be able to forgive people. And I think some people, when people want to be forgiven, they should be given the opportunity to be forgiven. I said that now. Now, apparently, some people are thinking that I'm condoning the use of the N word. And I'm thinking, are you crazy? Are you that desperate for clicks? Are you, are you that desperate to get retweeted or, or responded to? What is this? I mean, it's, you're a bigger worker than who you're purporting him to be, in my view. But you see what I'm saying?
3: it's interesting yeah i mean obviously the the day and age of the medium that it is now things you know it's not the same in terms of how your things are being reported and and again a lot of things are being reported for clicks because that's how people are paid now uh and they're not being (laughs) you know more and more it's not amazingly reporters are not being paid for their brilliant observations and editorial content a lot of time clicks they get on their stories so a lot of times that can make things turn around real fast
0: yeah, it's just a head scratcher because they, somebody said, "Well, you came to Hogan's defense. No, I didn't. I was asked a question. put everything in context. I was asked yeah. a question that I wasn't. I had not expected, but I, I gave a truthful answer. Did I word it as eloquently as some of our uh, journalists? I uh, wink, wink, I say uh, will do, probably not. But my theory is very simple. I don't condone it. I don't approve of it. But he did it. Now he's asked for forgiveness. He's apologized, and I believe that as men and women of this earth, we deserve to be forgiven if we truly are motivated to be forgiven. So that's what my story on that deal. But, man, can you imagine something as simple as well? I think he'll be back in 2018. I don't know when. Then all of a sudden I, I got him booked at uh, Royal Rumble, then J.R. booked him at WrestleMania, then he's, <laughs> Jesus Criminy, are you kidding? It's crazy.
3: I want to see him back under the Mr. America thing. Yeah. You know, I think maybe he maybe got another run
0: there. There so, you go. Hey, A lot of rumors. A lot of dads buy tickets. A lot of dads exactly. have sons. A lot of dads grew up as Hulkamani- Hulkamaniacs. So if that may be a motivation to take a dad to son to what dad liked back in the day. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to stand in anybody's way that wants to be forgiven and uh, do what they love to do. I can't bring myself to be that near-minded, quite frankly. So, hey, look, if the guy is not repentant, and if he's not sincere, hell with it. You know, I, I just made a comment that I, when I thought. So, but boy, you got to be careful anymore, JV. You got to be careful anymore what you say, man.
3: Ooh, absolutely. It was interesting to see how the, uh, the wrestling media has treated things over the course of time, too. Um, yep. and, and, you know, I think that's gotten a little bit more. And I, and again, obviously, cause everybody's not even playing field. So things could pass around, but it's, uh, it's interesting to see how that's affected things too. And, and, and how you hear about things that you'd never hear about before, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, uh, that are going on. So boy, it's, uh, it's out there. You got to be out there, uh, watching your P's and Q's no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing.
0: Absolutely. absolutely. We'll not watch too many P's and Q's Saturday oh. afternoon. <laughs> and the... We
3: say no cell phone, no cell phone cameras during the show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Laugh Boston, folks. That's where JB and I will be this Saturday afternoon. The VIP meet and greet with both of us is at uh, 1 o'clock, and their tickets are still available. And the uh, other tickets are for our show that starts at 3, the main show there. They're still available at laughboston.com. And we foresee they'll be available on Saturday. So if you're doing Christmas shopping or you just can't get around to getting it done, then come by and see us you know they'll get a ticket for you we'll get you in get
3: these shows in. are so much fun jr we have such a great time the atmosphere is great uh, everybody's in a good mood you're on fire you come out there uh, you know you're great on this show obviously but something out there you in front of a live crowd uh in your element uh that brings out a whole different side that you know like it's, it's fun to watch fun to be a part of so uh, if you haven't seen uh this show live folks i wholly encourage you as a fan uh, of this man's work for for most of my life, I can tell you there's <laughs> nothing like being on stage. With him, and I appreciate the honor of of, of getting to share of stage with you. Oh, uh, you're me.
0: so talented; you make me better. And uh, you also will have a drink with me, which I enjoy a, co- a friendly <laughs> cocktail. Raphael's our designated driver, so we're good there. I'm not going
3: to. We're dr- all that, I- man. Oh yeah,
0: I'm not going to yeah. drink and drive. But other than that, we're oh. ready to go. It'll be a hell of a lot of fun. Bring your questions. Uh, let's have some fun. Let's laugh. And it's a good time to laugh. It's the holidays are here, and uh, why not, man? It's a good time to laugh. JV, I really appreciate you jumping on, and I look forward to seeing you. I guess you'll be in Friday night, right?
3: Coming in Friday night. Coming in strong, Friday night, JR. You better be ready.
0: <laughs> oh, I'll be ready. We'll uh, come in Friday night, and uh, we'll have our normal production meeting that will last yeah. approximately... Longer than Lawler mine. Lawler my production meeting lasts thirty seconds. That's all he can go. <laughs> but I think you. I think you and I can probably get a minute. Minute production ah, meeting. Easy. Ma, yeah, easy. Let's, do, let's let's do that Friday night. A Minute.
3: Minute and a half if we go as long. Yeah. But yeah. Other than that, yes. So absolutely.
0: I, and we'll have a cheesesteak. Look forward to it. All right, buddy. Thanks. Thanks, Jv. I'll see you Friday night, and then and Saturday afternoon, folks. That's the time. Last ringside show of the year, and Jv will bring the goods. I promise you. Jv, thanks, buddy.
3: Uh, always a pleasure, man
0: always love talking to Jeremy Borash. It's fun, even more fun, uh, to tag team with him on our ringside shows. He's funny as hell, folks. And we'll have a lot of fun uh, on uh, Saturday afternoon with JB in Beantown. And, uh, of course, coming up in a few moments, John Hennigan will be joining us. Or John Morrison. Or Johnny Mundo. Or Johnny Impact. He's just Johnny, damn it. Part two coming up with John Hennigan, John Morrison, uh, in a few moments. And he's going to be answering your questions questions that you've provided us in social media. So stay tuned for that after we tell you about this from a very special sponsor. They keep this show free. You know what I'm talking about, my friends at True Car. Now there's something about True Car that a lot of people don't know. And that is True Car can also help you find, folks, a used car, a quality used car. It's not oxymoronic. It not have to be. In fact, there are over seven hundred thousand pre-owned vehicles available from true car certified dealers a nationwide huh, huh. whether you are looking to buy a new or used car true car gets you upfront pricing that empowers letting you see what other people paid for the same vehicle that you want so you can go and be informed and negotiate a fair price don't walk in there like a cabbage all head and no rear end as Junkyard Dog would say, when he's get ready to fight Ernie Ladd, because I'd have to fight a man and i little a woman. Whether you're looking to buy new or used, folks, True Car gets you upfront pricing. You've got to have that. Go armed with information. And with True Car, you can connect with a local certified dealer of your choosing. You're not forced to go buy a car at somebody else's lot you don't even know. It's of your choosing to make the process quick and easy. Much like some of my relationships have been, quick and easy. When you're ready to buy a new or a used car, ladies and gentlemen, True Car is where you want to go. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. I guarantee you're going to be happy. Gordon? Well, I'm not happy. I need gin, but nonetheless, uh, some features are not available in all states. I think that's my out. Where's the gin?
1: I'm Wade Keller, host of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, exclusively here at Podcast One. Four days a week. Tuesday mornings, we cover Monday Night Raw from the night before. Wednesday mornings, we cover SmackDown from the night before. Thursdays is our flagship where we talk about the whole pro wrestling industry and all the latest news. And Fridays features my weekly interview. Recent interviews have included. Sean Waltman, X-Pac, talking about the John Cena legacy, what makes AJ Styles so great from a wrestler's perspective, and uh, how Vince McMahon has changed over the years. Other interviews recently have included Podcast One's very own Jim Ross, The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, ex-WWE creative team members, and more. Check out the show four days a week. Just search Wade Keller on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Wade Keller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. We
0: really enjoyed last week when we talked to John uh, Morrison, Hennigan, Mundo, Impact, Nitro. Just call him Johnny, for God's sakes. And I asked him if he would uh, stick around after hours and record some Q&As that you folks were kind enough to send in on Instagram and so forth, facilitated by my buddy Sean Creedle in Baltimore. We thank him for that. He works at Dan McDivitt, you guys know that, in Maryland Championship wrestling. So we asked Johnny to stick around. He did. And uh, here's how that went this,
1: this. is the Ross Report.
0: Somebody uh, on Instagram, the professor asked John, "What was your favorite storyline to be a part of from any promotion? Your number one storyline thus far
4: that you've been involved in?" Professor, my favorite storyline is my next one. <laughs> 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 the oh, baby face answer, but um, i it, it's it's tough, man. It's a uh, it, it's it's tough to you know, to pick just one. I feel like I've uh, I've had tons of really cool stuff that I've gotten to do with a. Uh, puma image underground with World worldboard underground image underground um m m in a wwe shooting with uh Ray mysterio and Eddie mm-hmm. guerrero um i love that by the way i love yeah, that. Was, yeah
0: that was good stuff man you you guys represent yourself very well you and joey and melina
4: it all worked i saw joey two days ago by the way did you yeah and um i, so I talked with him a few weeks back and uh first thing that happened in the match was uh we got a Joey is handsome chance. <laughs> 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 he's like, what the hell are they saying? I said, Believe it or not, Joey, they're saying Joey is handsome. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's, uh, I've, I've always kind of been known for abs and, um, lately, uh, Joey's abs started looking better than mine, especially at that last show we did in San Francisco. Wow. He's gotten himself in really good shape.
0: Good. Good kid. For folks that are listening, Joey does a lot of stuff with Dan McDivitt in in Baltimore. And Dan is a great friend of mine and probably one of the more honorable, upfront, independent promoters in the world, in my view. But Joey does some work for him. So if you guys ever get a chance somewhere that are listening to want to go to a seminar and get some good coaching. There's your guy. If you're doing anything with Dan McDivitt and Joey Mercury in the wrestling side, I know it's going to be good. So check yeah. that out.
4: I can't even say anything that, uh, to make that anymore. They're good. <laughs> i take what you said. But good, Joey, good. Joey knows more about wrestling than just about anybody I've ever met. Yeah.
0: And he can also teach you psychology. There's a lot of guys can teach you how to do a flat back. There's a lot of guys can teach you how to hit the ropes. And by the way, I'm not throwing that off like it's not a big deal. It is a big right. deal. But he can teach you some psychology so that maybe instead of taking eight body slams in a match, you might take it down to six and then to four.
4: And maybe yeah. what you can learn from Joey is when you have a match, instead of a crowd chanting, holy shit, or this is awesome, he can teach you how to get them to chant your name. Yeah, that's good. And that's there the difference go. between doing a high spot and getting over.
0: Good stuff, man. Teach you to chant your name instead of this is awesome. And the other thing about that, too, sometimes... Uh, the heels in today's world, they believe in the adage that, well, there's a fine line between good and evil. Okay. I can buy that. That's where you look at it, but there has to be good and evil. There has to be some differentiation in character, integrity, and things of that nature so that I could pick a side. I don't want to be benign. I don't want to be Geneva. I don't want to be benign, neutral. I want to not like somebody, or I want to like somebody because I want to get caught up in the storyline. I understand it's a work. I could have done this for a while.
4: But I, I don't, completely I, agree with you. Yeah. And that, that, that irritates me sometimes when, when uh, people throw that. Like there's a line between good and evil that's been blurred. And um, yes, completely agree. Times have changed. But like the definition of heel and vague face might not necessarily be good and evil. Like one guy gets the crowd to like you. The other guy gets them to not like you. Mm-hmm. It's not good and evil sometimes. Correct. It's just that, like or not like. All get right. them to make some noise.
0: And I'm fine with that but I want to yeah. I, I be motivated to pick a damn side. That's all. That's all. I, I don't want to be benign. Or I don't care who wins. I I, I want to care who wins, <laughs> and I want to say that wins are important. On, if you're on regular TV, it's important. Jay, Blue Jay Jitsu. That's what it says. If you were given one opponent to wrestle at a WrestleMania, who would you like to face?
4: Mm. Johnny Nitro.
0: <laughs> Johnny Uh-oh. Mundo and Johnny
4: Nitro. Oh had these questions before. <laughs> uh, uh, well uh, um that's tough man. But one uh, one opponent to wrestle on a on WrestleMania is a tough one. Um I'd probably go with Samacho man. I mean that's a guy that I think I looked up to as a kid, the most that I spent the most time imitating and <laughs> and, and, and running around doing six phrases. Yeah. So um, that that'd be it for me.
0: That'd be cool. Uh, that'd, that would be nice. One of uh, Randy's biggest successes was uh, WrestleMania three against Steamboat.
4: I watched that tape so many times at OBW just studying everything they did.
0: Dale Jackson wants to know if he followed your partner, The Miz. He's getting a lot of TV time, and he's getting ready to go do a movie now, another Marine movie. He's kind of got he hooked into that franchise. So mm-hmm. hey. It's good for him, and there's, there's a payday at the end of the day and no bumps. Just you
4: see that uh, Shawn Michaels is going to be in the new Marine movie, too? Yeah, right?
0: yeah, good cast. Oh, hey, I, see, now, yeah. I like both those guys for different reasons and different time frames, but I'll go see that, or I'll, I'll access get that movie because I enjoy seeing guys like you and others get outside your box. Yeah. Then your old box has become your only box. It's just a box.
4: I've always been a big fan of the them. I mean, uh I think one of the keys to his success is he's always been emphatically himself. And because of that, he's really authentic. When you watch him, you feel something. Mm-hmm. And that's not true for everybody, especially people who don't know who they are in the ring or who they are as a person. And sometimes the authenticity isn't there and you feel like you're just watching a show. Radio. But Miz has done a really good job of always being himself and being true to himself on camera and, and off camera. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I like
0: Mike because Mike has worked very diligently to become a better in-ring performer, to become more athletic and more physical. I thought, uh, you know, in the early days, that was one of his shortcomings. But he has erased that shortcoming to me. He knows when to be aggressive and be hyper aggressive. He knows how to sell good facial expressions. He's got himself in great shape, so I'm happy with what he's doing.
4: I, I think you nailed it. If you uh. If he sat with, if the three of us sat with Miz and we watched like one of his, uh, his really old matches where he was wearing the fedora and like those capri pants with the dazzle sequence, <laughs> um, he would, uh, he would laugh his ass up with us because he, he knew back then. Yeah. Um, when we first started tagging, uh, he, he knew that, uh, he really needed to step up and, um, he did, which is, which is cool to see him now, um, continuing to step up.
0: Mike Grignan, John wants to know if you keep in touch. Well your uh folks you met during Tough Enough.
4: You know, Matt Capitelle and I are lifelong friends. I haven't been in as close of touch with the rest of the cast. Hmm. But last time I saw Matt, I uh specifically went to uh to O V W and, and um I was out that way for a for a bachelor party in Lexington. And um I, I spent a few days in Louisville and um and had lunch with Matt and trained with him on a couple of days and uh he uh, to this day, is one of the most positive people that I've ever known. It's amazing. And he dealt with more hardship than just about anybody. Yep. And recently, got some more bad news about um, his, uh, his his brain cancer coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're aware of that. Or yeah, oh, yeah. If people, if people are, but.
0: I heard about it. Matt, it had reoccurred and he's undergoing treatment. And, you know, he's got a heart of a huge heart. It's gold and it's bold and it's real. And he, yeah. he reminded me so much. Of the similar aged Brian Pillman, very athletic, yeah. and didn't know how tough he was. Just didn't care. I loved him for that, and I remember talking to him at the night of the, uh, the the announcements were made because they're now they're on my roster. Uh, they come from tough enough to developmental program. Uh, right. You know, I I have a lot of time for that kid. He's a wonderful person, and uh, I just wish him the best. And you know, the good Lord's going to take care of him as best he can. I know
4: that. Yeah, I, I could agree more. And uh, he's he, my mind races to him a lot of times. If, uh, if I'm having a bad day and I like lost my keys or something, um, I usually think about Matt, and then uh, <laughs> suddenly my problems don't seem like anything I should be concerned with.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. David Quigley would is curious to know your opinion of performing in the six-sided ring like you will and you are at impact in a
4: square ring that
0: you do elsewhere. Any difference?
4: I prefer the square ring. Triple A uses the six-sided ring sometimes, and Impact uses the six-sided ring. Minor differences, like uh, the corners are a little bit more instable. I don't think there's any difference to the, to the people watching the show. They're just watching the best thing that's happening in the ring, and the six-sided ring to me just kind of seems unnecessary.
0: Yeah. It confuses me sometimes. I, I have to process things, and I think yeah. wrestling should be, to my old schoolness, I think pro wrestling should essentially be mindless entertainment. I want to be yeah. entertained. The, I, yeah, I have to be best,
4: entertained. In the best way of saying that, escapism. You should be given something Amen. and not, not confused by six sides.
0: If you have to stop and process an escapism feel of your show, it's not working it's not the way the product was designed to be in an action adventure drama reality show where the actors are doing their own stunts blah 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 that ain't what it's supposed to be you got to bring me in and i gotta get lost in this thing yeah you
4: have to be able to get into it before, yeah. you, know, before you get lost in it. or if the characters aren't sucking you in then um not then working it's not working
0: no it's not working exactly that's the, and that simple and that simple there has to be a reason for the match any match yep. Look, Josh Barnett and I broadcast on Friday nights for Access TV's New Japan Pro Wrestling show. I'd love doing it. You know, I prefer to do things live at ringside, but that's not the way the gig is outlined. So that's cool. I knew that when I got it. I'm going to do a live show for them in March, I think, when they come back to Long Beach.
4: Either what the end March is? March.
0: Maybe the 24th? I was something like in that,
4: in that neighborhood I didn't go last year. And I regret it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go this year. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm I Los Angeles, my hometown, so it's like uh, it's real close to me. I
0: don't know the exact date. I think it's a mid-March date in the bigger venue in Long Beach, I believe. Not sure of all the details. All that stuff still being worked out. I know that we're gonna be broadcasting. Uh, Access uh, TV is gonna be broadcasting Wrestle Kingdom 12 within a matter of 24 hours after it airs. Something like that. So I got I got days blocked off my indie wrestling guy stuff. I got a bu- I'm booked. I'm booked. I'm booked, right. I'm booked in early January. So uh, that'll be good. That'll be a good thing. So a lot of folks would like to see you there. I'm not asking yay or nay, but do you enjoy their style?
4: Absolutely, yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, everything they create in this I actually think it's, uh feels like the coolest wrestling that exists right now. And, um, probably like the number two most watched wrestling, uh, in, in the world, second to WWE. They have, they have a really good thing going mm-hmm. there. And, um, yeah, that's, I'd love to go over that. i have love to talk about that a lot too. I'm hoping that at, uh, that at some point I get to work something out with those guys. Mm-hmm. I bet
0: you do. I bet you do. Why do you think the fans, even though sometimes the product is hard to find for some, they can certainly go to New Japan World and watch it digitally, watch everything with Kevin Kelly and Don Callis if they choose, and it's an easy way of doing it. But why do you think, because they are on such a somewhat of a limited platform, why are they so endeared? Why have the fans made such an emotional investment in, uh, in New Japan? What is it that makes them cool?
4: Well, first of all, it really comes down to the record, I think, and the organization. You get to be arena, The seats are facing the ring and with Okada and Bullet Club, Kenny Omega, Kamahashi, they have a roster full of characters that when, when I watched them and not having watched uh, anything from Japan in a while and not New Japan, um, I was captivated because it, like, it felt to me like they had a, a cast of characters that really felt like they knew what they were doing in a specific style that was a little bit foreign to me, which made it interesting. Hmm. And um, but I feel like, Every once in a while, like you just uh, hit fire, and it feels like because of uh, the popularity of independent wrestling, along with um, the sentiment of WWE being a little bit stale, and um, wrestling fans looking for stuff outside of a uh, out of state, outside of WWE, it uh, just fell into becoming the perfect alternative. I, I think I mean, I'm just I'm just just uh, just talking off the top of my head right now.
0: Hey, uh, I wanted to. Uh... Congratulate you on your engagement, and please don't tell me that I have missed the the memo and you're no longer engaged.
4: But uh, no, it's a I know it's a risky business, but um, it's, it's still I'm getting married in June, 2018, and um, thank you. I'm a I am could not be happier. Good for you, buddy. Uh, Hi, Valkyrie. My real name is Kira, and I um are really lucky we found each other when we
0: did. Uh, awesome. Well, you know, hey, you know, I had a I had a wonderful marriage, 25 years almost. And, you, and when it hits you, man, you know it big time. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. So I'm glad you know it because that means a lot. The feel.
4: Yeah. Well said. Check it out. Better
0: myself. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. I'll try to get ordained by next June and maybe I can do the services. No, I'm kidding. You man, don't I want.
4: Don't know if we you. You. We'll no, yeah. <laughs> <That sounds rough laughs>
0: you don't want that. The church <laughs> might get struck by lightning. Boom. <laughs> the bounty hunter, ladies and gentlemen, Walmart, dollar general check it out go online do a little google search you'll find out more about it john morrison who is the at the real morrison on twitter is uh the star of this Creative force in large a lot of ways behind it john i'm, I'm always impressed i know you did your physicality yourself in this movie right and because i know you pride yourself on that but i'm also i'm even more impressed that you sat down with I don't want to say pen to paper, but you know what I mean. You sat down and yeah. created a storyline, and with then the, the laptop. There you go. There you go. Doug.
4: <laughs> Before I started Tough Enough, I was a I was a film major at University of California Davis, and um, I made uh, three short action comedy little shorts. A really crappy feature that I I wrote, produced, directed, and edited my senior year. So um, I don't know. It, it's it's something that like I've kind of always had. And when I was with WWE, I felt like that. Creator outlet was always occupied in a good way, by uh, by wrestling or doing the dirt sheet with the Miz or or, or thinking of uh, storylines and, and pitching stuff. And uh, since I've left, it feels like uh, film and TV, especially Boone the Bounty Hunter, has been the, the perfect thing for me to put my creative energy into.
0: Well, it's a, it's a great piece of work, and I encourage everybody to check it out.
4: glad out of your way to review it on sites like Amazon, iTunes, IMDB, and Rotten Tomatoes. Your reviews help more than you know. If you uh, have seen it and you don't like it, then, uh, then don't post
0: anything. Please. Yeah,
4: please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be like you are on Twitter, ladies and gentlemen, and become a badass a keyboard warrior, you know. Help a man out. Help a brother out, folks. There, hey, yeah, that's the thing on. about the wrestling business. Let's lift each other up. I'm telling you, it, nobody can become, become totally independent or can't be independent at all in this business because, you. well, what do you mean? Well, if you disregard your patrons... That's true independence where you don't give a damn if anybody comes or not. How can you be truly independent if you're selling tickets for a promoter who's using those proceeds to pay your ass? (laughs) You know, it doesn't make any sense. So I believe this. When somebody talks to me about do you think impact's gonna make us? I "I don't know. I hope they do. You know, I got friends there. My my road producer for my shows, as we talked about before, Raphael Morpheus is is their guy. He's a production guy. Raphael does a lot of different client has a lot of different clients.
4: That's a weird sentiment that I've, that I've noticed since joining Impact, that uh, there that, that is a lot of anti-Impact sentiment. And I, I don't understand it, really. It's not like it's changing, but, uh, but you nailed it. It's kind of uh, kind of weird. Like, yeah, um, it's,
0: not, it's not good. Yeah. And why, if you're a wrestling fan, why would you want a promotion to close down? And those jobs, those parents, moms and dads that work there, why would you want that job to, to shut its doors and then be out of a job? When if you're so angst by watching the program, don't watch the damn thing. Just simply yeah.
4: don't tune it in. There's more than enough rest on the TV for, uh, no lie. for somebody probably.
0: And, you know, and I, look, I'll, I'll do a plug here for the WWE Network where you're all over it. I'm yeah. all over it. And I know that there are some matches and things on there very easily. If my daughter wants our grandchildren to look at, my grandchildren to look at, that they can. You know, there's a way to go back and resource or outsource Grandpa. There's my grandpa. That was grandpa. Did this. Or grandpa did that. Just don't show me wrestling with anybody. That's horrible. It's cow and eyes painful. I'm sorry. I apologize to you and every other person I in the world. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's the bad thing about it. Here's what the killer was. The killer was I can't remember the first one we did. It might have been uh, me and Lawler versus Regal and Storm, Lance. Yeah. So we got three guys that really are good at what they do, and me. And of course, as the wrestling business has evolved, who gets to catch the fall? Me. Because we're in Oklahoma yep. City. And and the here's what killed me the rest of the way. It got a nice quarter-hour rating. Good rating. Everybody was happy. Good old JR, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, I get my ass beat by Eric Bischoff. And, you know, Undertaker of History you know, knocks me down. I kiss Vince's ass. Kurt Angle gets me an ankle lock. I, China gives me the, what did she give me? She gave me a, a pedigree. She was wearing heels, and that was a big crowd in really, Georgia Dome.
4: Did they really do find a way to... Uh to make
0: sure that that happens in your hometown, don't think. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the deal. As a booker, I understand that. As somebody that's booked cards, I get it. I'm not there for you, for you to get me over. I don't need to be in the ring. But if I am, the objective should be to get the guy that's doing the dirty deed to me over. That's the bottom line. So I never, I never had an issue with that. Because, well, it's too bad you had to get humiliated in your hometown. What do I give a shit? It's fiction. My name ain't yeah. in JR. Oh, that's a name. That's a nickname. You know what I mean? I don't wear a black hat all the time. I'm sorry to break the news to everybody. I, I wear it a, probably more than I want to, but I wear it a lot, but not all the time. So what? why should I get angry about that? I never had understood that, but that's another topic for another day.
4: Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll do a well, comeback podcast. Yeah, the, we'll, all we'll do that.
0: Absolutely. We've got a lot of things we could talk about. Listen, I appreciate over the conversations we've had of you helping all of us understand more what these uh, young Turks are trying to accomplish and going through out there in the hinterlands where... It makes it all the sense in the world. If the promoter says I expect every match on the card to be the main event, then you're going to do every damn thing you have you're known to do, and you're going to do it as often or as 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 vociferously as you possibly can, because I want my match to be the main event.
4: Yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of good that comes out of that too. Yeah, I agree. And, um, and as far as as far as helping people to understand, I mean, I it, it's something I think about every every day. I and mean, certainly every weekend because I'm. I'm I'm wrestling a full schedule right now. And uh, the better you can understand it, the, uh, the better position you end up in. That's right. always uh, so a uh, physical as wrestling, is. there's a lot of mental stuff that goes into you uh, the business
0: out. Well, ain't nobody ever going to call you out for not being intelligent and uh, being organized and having a plan. I always appreciate that. You're one of my favorite guys to watch wrestle. I can tell you that. I enjoy the athleticism. I enjoy that when you take a big bump, more often than not, you don't forget about selling it uh, you know, a minute or two later. Because it it brings me it, it connects the dots. It brings me back to the story you were telling.
4: So, I 100 percent agree. It's a, it, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch when, yeah. uh, when people forget to sell.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think sometimes these these young, young young cats are a little bit misguided in that they may perceive that being the selling too much in their view makes them look weak, and the fact that if I'm a heel, a real true heel, a villain heel, then I'm not going to be real worried about. Marketing, selling my T-shirts. I'm gonna be worried about people buying a ticket to watch me get my ass whipped. But that's no. not the way a lot of heels work. A lot of heels now gotta be cool. I got gimmick. I got a gimmick table, man. Okay,
4: all right. That's so a weird collision of like a <laughs> like monetary reality yeah.
1: versus like like how
4: to succeed and tell the best story within the business. That's tough. That yeah, we might be doing follow up podcast about yep. all all that stuff.
1: I think that's a great
0: idea, and ladies and gentlemen, my thanks to John Morrison. A little extra OT as they say, stayed late after school and answered some of your questions. I appreciate him for that. I appreciate you for uh, providing them. And my dear long-lost friend, Sean Creedle for facilitating such.
1: The Ross Report. The Ross Report.
0: It's been a hell of a show. We've uh, not, in addition to the Johnny, we've had Chris Jericho calling in from Japan, talking about his match with Kenny Omega and his uh, cruise. The chrisjerichocruise.com is cooking. And you can still be a part of it. So jump on board and, and go with us next fall for this amazing cruise. I'm looking forward to that a lot. And, uh, of course, we had uh, Jeremy Borash, my sidekick in arms. This a weekend in Boston at our ringside show. Always a great guest. So fun show if you guys have enjoyed it. I mentioned LaughBoston.com is where you can get tickets for our show Saturday. I uh, hope you'll show up if you're in the area. I think you'll have fun. I can tell you we're going to bring Slavernocker Books to the ringside show. So if you haven't bought a book and you can make it to our show, uh, you can not only get your book and you can get it signed, personalized uh, by yours truly on Saturday afternoon. So, uh, and we're going to have some, some uh, sauces and some, some different things for your stock, your stocking stuffers, so to speak. So check us out there in Boston this weekend. Oh my God. Are you kidding? Well, hi Jim. Hello Larry. How you doing? I'm great. I'm in the Christmas spirit. Do we have time to talk about my match with Bruno? No, not yet. Someday we will. I had a great feud with Bruno, you know. He did, he did, and I like your new hair. I heard you're going to you're in a movie. Excited to hear more about that, but not tonight. So we'll talk about Bruno again and you, uh, your Shea Stadium encounter. Got to know all about it. Well, how'd you, you know, Larry? You said that you're done, folks. Uh, thanks for listening to the show tonight, today, wherever you're listening. It's all good. I appreciate it. Thanks for supporting our sponsors as well. They keep this thing free, and that's good. That way you can tell your friends about it. JR's show is free. You can order it, subscribe to it at uh, Apple Podcasts. or on podcast1.com. I really appreciate the support of uh, all of you because our brand is continuing to grow. And it's very heartwarming, very, very heartwarming for a lot of reasons. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. And certainly go to Podcast One. And, you know, they got a brand-new app, really cool, works good. Check it out. It's free. It's at the App Store and uh, Google Play. So it's good stuff, good company. And uh, you can find links to all of our sponsors, too, at PodcastONE.com. Just click on the Killer Deals button, baby, at the top right corner of the page. And if you will, drop the bionic elbow, baby, on the Ross Report banner. I miss Dusty. Happy holiday, Dust. See my wife up there. Tell her hello, will you? We're going to have a... Uh, Another program next week. I think we're still near. <laughs> I'm kidding. We'll be back uh, next week. A couple of surprise guests are I'm lining up. I don't want to do any premature booking, but uh, we're going to have some fun next week. Every Tuesday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific, a new show drops. The way you don't miss one, simply go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe for free, and then every Tuesday night, a new show will be automatically downloaded into the device that you choose no matter where you live, your phone, your tablet, whatever it may be. So check that out, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Five-star rating's cool. And a a comment or two is always nice. The whole process is going to take you about two minutes maybe. Helps us a bunch. So thank you for that. I'll see you here next week. But remember, folks, in this season, we've had so much of this bullying, what's true, what isn't true. I've been scolded on supporting this kid in Knoxville, Tennessee, that I, I saw the video and it touched my heart. Now, I don't know the the impetus behind it. I didn't go do a a forensic study. I don't know his mother. I don't know his background. I saw the video. And based on what I saw, I felt for the kid. And by the way, if there's something funny going on here in this situation, it's still not worth a damn to bully anybody. That was the big message. Don't bully. It's a sign of weakness. And you can persevere. If you're being bullied, say something. And persevere but you know gosh almighty you come out on social media and say anything and everybody's got a cause oh you know hogan deal this kid's all you better check out his mother why i'm talking about bullying i'm not talking about his mother for god's sakes so anyway i'm putting my soapbox away uh i thank you again for joining us all of our guests hope you're back here next week so right now folks from the rolling hills of my home state of Oklahoma. I am good old J.R. Jim Ross saying thank you very much. And so long, everybody.
1: Thanks for listening to the Ross Report. Download a brand new episode every week at podcast1.com. That's podcastone.com. Trump and the memo. I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. President Trump is back at the White House from West Virginia. Let's talk to the memo, Mr. President. White House officials say President Trump will clear the way for the publication of a controversial GOP authored memo despite objections from the FBI. The memo was prepared by Republicans on the House Intelligence Committee and is said to allege misconduct by the FBI in its investigation of potential ties between Russia and Trump's 2016 campaign. Shots were fired at Salvador B. Castro Middle School this morning in Los Angeles. Two students were injured. The most uh, critical was a 15 year old male that received. uh, a gunshot wound to the head. However, replacing in critical but stable condition. A female student is in custody, and the police chief in Los Angeles says they believe she is 12 years old. Police say a gun has been recovered. Another student, a 15-year-old, is in fair condition. I'm Ed Donahue. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round.